And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hi there, this is Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good. Can you hear me? I can. Does it do it for you, my voice? Oh my God. (laughs) I actually have had your voice in my headphones a lot, but not personally. Well, this one's just for you. I hope it never goes out. Could you say my name? Joe. Joe Plummer. What's your middle name? Elliot. Joseph Elliot Plummer. My God. (laughs) Oh, I talked over it. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing fairly well. How are you? Um, I would say I'm hanging in there like most people I talk to. A little bit bored. Losing track of time on a daily basis. Yeah. How's your day go? My day is, it's crazy how much it hasn't changed because I work primarily in podcasting. And so that's a like for better or for worse. And sometimes for worse, it's a pretty resilient industry in this circumstance of quarantine. So I get up, my wife and I have coffee. We put on a little music and read the newspaper. And then we both go to our offices. We both work in podcasting. <laughs> and then we meet sometime in the afternoon or for lunch and talk about our day at the office, which was with no other human being. And that's kind of how it is already before this thing happened. So other than losing track of time, which I totally understand, it's not very different. I've kind of been training for this my entire life because some people would call me reclusive. Oh, okay. I'm not reclusive. I don't need to be with other people, but I feel if someone says you can't, 
I mean, this is very immature and childish, <laughs> but if someone says you can't leave the house, I'm like, I, I got to leave the house. I absolutely have to leave the house. I understand that. And I get out every day. I could walk around or run around the neighborhood, but do yeah. you have to, do you have to like get out in the city, that kind of thing? No, not really. Not like a seventies movie. Like, <laughs> I got to put like, I got to put my suit on and get out there and have a couple pops at the bar. And no, I, but I do have to get out. It's kind of in between that actually. It's like, I need to get outside. I need to at least run. And specific socializing isn't important to me, but I guess maybe seeing human beings is maybe important to me. Yeah, that happened today when a friend of ours dropped off a baked good by the mm -hmm. porch and she came over and we all were just like breathing heavily and we didn't know why and we couldn't form words and we had this most awkward interchange and I, I don't know, I feel completely lost at it now, but it was it was pleasant. It was great to see her, but I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, we, we live on a cul-de-sac, so we're trapped with socially, I guess, by our neighbors. So, I, you know, I physically see neighbors a lot. That's um, nice. Walking up the street. It's not like we don't say hi for sometimes a long period of time. You guys are doing well. You're working. Your wife's doing good. Is You're not going too crazy. No, I feel very grateful. Uh, the, the, we don't know anybody really that's had... COVID-19 or anything like that. And it just feels strange that it hasn't touched our life more. And I feel slightly guilty about it or something. I don't know. So the, that cloud is always kind of on my mind. But other than that, I mean, it's been life like it always is with the occasional jigsaw puzzle thrown in or a little boredom, which I actually welcome. It's been so nice to be a little bored here and there. Um, do you drink? Uh, yeah, I was going to say heavily, but <laughs> moderate, moderate, to heavily. moderate to heavy in this. I, I have been drinking a lot less, not that it was an issue, but just, I've been trying to be a little more healthy this year. But since quarantine has started, there's been an extra bourbon on the, you know, no. on the day's horizon. You're a good litmus test for this because as you said, your day is kind of normal, but you're still drinking a little bit more. Yeah, that must mean something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this virus is put on not by Zoom only, but also <laughs> the alcohol and beverage industry. <laughs> Belgian beverage companies. Screwball uh, peanut butter whiskeys behind this whole thing. You're in a band or two, right? Yeah, I guess one and a half would be a way to put it. One mm -hmm. real-ish band and one that's kind of like a fake, comedy character band for right. lack of a better term yeah have you had any shows canceled no and we didn't have any shows scheduled although i will say that i i work as the producer and sort of like embattled sidekick on the conan o'brien podcast and we had a live show scheduled for may in new york that got canceled okay so you've had some some touring canceled i could say yeah I yeah. wanted to to feel like I could legitimately qualify for this podcast. <laughs> you did. You just did. Check. Okay. We do not have to hang up. <laughs> um, all right. I got a I got a few a series of questions here for you. Um, I'm ready. What is the most outrageous, funny, stupid, depressing thing you've seen in the media in the last week, give or oh, take a few days? God. 
you it know, could be social media as well. Uh, it's just like this is doesn't doesn't want this to. I don't want this to be a dodge of that question. But the one thing that has changed specifically, and I've been trying to do this before, is my wife and I will actually read the print newspaper in the morning, and we'll watch the old like venerable network nightly news at 7 p.m. And then we're staying off cable news and for the most part, staying off social media, even in the morning, we might check our things once, but that has felt like the healthiest thing I have done in so long. Even like, obviously I'm, I'm no Fox news fan, but even on the left where I live and belong, the cable news things like they just rattle my brain. And it's been so nice to have Lester Holt, this kind of objective newsman, like an old Cronkite broadcasting from home. I've seen behind the scenes photos. He, it looks like a regular newsroom, but on the other side of the camera, all his bass guitars. And it's, I just love it. It's like appointment television again. It's depressing, but at least it feels objective. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I'll, I maybe my Instagram uh, usage has maybe come up, maybe. Um, yeah. But I read the New York Times and the and listen to NPR constantly, and mm-hmm. I have decreased reading and listening to NPR probably by forty percent. Just because of the tenor it, of the news, it's just depressing, or it's depressing, but it's also it takes so much energy to estimate what's going on (laughs) even really good way to put it even from my you know and it's kind of unconscious energy it's like there you know npr and new york times they're my people let's let's just say that yeah same here and i I feel like you could pick a lot worse sources i like both those organizations but the other side and whenever i get info from the other side or in the middle or wherever else i don't I hate to say this, but it's hard for me to believe any of it. Yeah. It's so, and it's hard because it changes every day. It takes so much energy to be like, uh, should I be hopeful about that? Should I take that in? Cause it's going to change tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. it kind of compounds around 3 a.m. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, God, I hate this. I'm going to read. And that. also, those news sources aren't directly telling you how to feel like cable news does. You know, it comes exactly. complete with an attitude you know, add on that always yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of, it's interesting. I might try this. Um, it's a good suggestion. I might try our local 7 PM news. My wife and I were talking about TV dinners about an hour ago. <laughs> hey, what, that's what, a good pairing. What like a hungry man. Better. Yeah. Yeah. And my six year old son is like, what's a TV dinner? Oh, and what's a I, TV? Yeah. And a dinner. I'm yeah. starving, Dad. What's a dad? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. Uh, um, with you, let's say you got a group of pals, maybe that you do a podcast with, or you're in a band with. Mm-hmm. You have a text thread with a group of people that yeah, got, that's pretty hot right now. And we have a you know we have a hot super ego is a podcast I do with um, my friends Jeremy Carter, Mark McConville, and Paul F. Tompkins, and we have a I'd say it's it's lukewarm to hot Marco Polo video thread going right now where we just, okay. I think we're all going crazy. So we just kind of vomit into that and nobody directly responds, but everybody just does their weird thing. And we're often walking down the street by ourselves in bandit masks and fedoras or cowboy hats or some crazy shit. You got something from one of those Marco Polos? 
Well, Jeremy was talking to us and then his son just popped into frame wearing one of those head to toe, including eye and face covered green screen suits. <laughs> and there's no explanation and there's no follow up. And that just appeared. I assume it was his son. I don't really know. You're right. You don't know. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> um, I think we're going to play a song. Hmm. One of your tunes. Yeah. What is this tune we're going to play? This is called Gin Atomic. And it. speaking of drinking, mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of my songs lately have had a real strong, if not reference, if not full undercurrent of booze. Um, but Amanda and I, my wife, would often, the same place where we drink coffee in the mornings, that in the evenings would you know come together there and have a gin and tonic or that sort of thing. And so that kind of drove this song and our the scope of our relationship together and sometimes dealing with our family and an old childhood fear of nuclear war. And that's how gin and tonic kind of got meshed together with gin atomic. And I like I it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's play gin atomic. Be werewolves in our beds 
that song. Thank you. That's a past guest of the show, Daniel Michikoff on bass. We share him. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some uh, beef with how you returned him the last time. He was, he said he wasn't going to tell you. Well, he was frayed around the edges to say the least. Oh God. (laughs) Did he have the marks? Yeah. Okay. He was all marks. He wanted to do it. He okay. wanted to sing and play guitar, not just bass. And I told him there's a price. <laughs> you know? He's a braver man than I. You got to get up there and be a front man. It's tough. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get whipped. So what's, <laughs> what is that? Um, what's, what's the band called? What's the outfit called with you and Daniel and? And Shannon Locke, her husband, Wade Ryan and Jeff Crocker. Uh, this is a band called Townland that actually Daniel and Jeff and I have been in for over a decade that just went dormant for forever. We only did one really sparse EP and we're finally working on a full album now that we got uh, Shannon as our singer and Wade in the band who are both kind of, they really elevated things. He's a great producer and multi-instrumentalist and her singing is unbelievable, the things she can do. And um, it kind of recharged us. In fact, I think this band was basically dead, but we had like, you know how CD Baby will send you a check if you cross a certain threshold of earnings? So after 10 years, we got like a $50 check. And so we decided, let's go get a drink on the old townland. And when we had that drink, we went, ah, let's get together and play a little bit. And then that's when I kind of had done this new song. And we, I was at, um, actually the Earwolf podcast network Christmas party and Shannon who works in kind of like social media there got up for a karaoke and just brought the house down. And I said, do you want to come uh, make sense of our band for us? And she did. And then brought her husband along and now we're cooking. We got cooking just in time for quarantine when we're basically at least trying to do things remotely, but that's a limited sort of thing. We got a lot recorded before quarantine. So we're kind of sending some stuff back and forth and mixing and stuff. And that recording right there actually has, temp drums and as a preliminary mix and stuff. So we're still working on some things. Have you um, played uh, many shows? As this incarnation, we've played two shows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, let's see, how can I deliver this news? It's good news. And I don't want to sound like a dick, but if you've only played two shows, you're going to play smaller clubs and you might be able to be the first the smaller clubs are going to be the first ones that open if right. this happens again. That's true. And we're prepared to play three person clubs. So, yeah, well, I only play arenas and all <laughs> the bands I play in. So yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. To, well, to come like join us. <laughs> Can't. There's no way. Uh, we're. It's funny too, because this band, I never know. It's weird to call ourselves a band now because it's always kind of been a hobby thing for me. Music has never been my main pursuit, though I think it might be the thing that I enjoy and like the most. And so now that we've brought in some people that can kind of really get the work done, like Shannon Wade, it's it feels like it's sweeping me along a little bit more out of a hobby into something more of a pursuit. And I that feels uncomfortable for me in my skin and to say. Oh, what do you think is going to happen after? you think you may be playing more music? I'm just happy to ride the wave and as much as people want to do it, 
I feel prepared to do that. Whereas before I might've been a little bit more hesitant, but when you're in good, safe hands, it feels more safe going forward, I guess. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, more on music in the last week. Have you heard a song that you either had never heard before or for me, most likely a song I haven't heard in a long time and you just, you're like, oh, that song. I remember that song and played it more than once, maybe thousands of times. Yeah. There's this song by the saxophonist Paul Desmond and mm-hmm. it's called Desmond Blue. And my wife and I play it in the morning when we have our coffee and read the paper. And it's comically ridiculous how just chill everything becomes. But I never get tired of this song. I don't oh. know what it is. It feels like my, this is going to sound this, like the stupidest thing in the world, but it feels like my soul's theme song. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know why. Just something resonates with you like that. I always feel, when I hear this, it feels like, a detective walking down the street in the seventies, but not in a kind of like, unfr- like a friendly detective. I always say like it should accompany someone who's like an interior design detective who investigates lo- lost, you know, walnut sideboards or something mm-hmm. like that. It just, I can't explain it. And any listener right now is wondering what the hell I'm talking about. But if you listen to it, you tell me it doesn't sound like the theme song to an interior design detective show. Oh and my. then we'll talk. Yeah. God, that's a great description. Is it West? <laughs> is Paul Desmond West Coast Cool? Or am I yeah, not? West Coast Cool Jazz. Okay. Yeah, big you know yeah. cohort of uh, Brubeck. Yeah, yeah, I love Elliot, him so much. Elliot Gould. Think about Elliot Gould walking down the street to him. A long Coast goodbye. Cool exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This feels like that. Like he's wearing a suit and tie, but the tie has never ever been tightened. Right. It was always put over the head, tied. Yeah. But never tightened. And his house is kind of like a treehouse. Yeah. But it's an actual apartment. That yeah. kind of song. That's right. It That's that sky cabin apartment that he has. It's amazing. Yeah, see? And that now he goes up there and he finds out the history of why was this one wall's molding was taken down. Well, I better go investigate. Put on Desmond Blue. There we go. Perfect circle. Um, well, you told me you were, you run, do you have any advice for the people to, um, I call this wit and muscle segment. I just made that up. Wow. I bought it. Keep people, uh, (laughs) mentally sharp, physically sharp or healthy. I only have what works for me. And this is, again, people are going to be, why would I listen to this advice? But I, I'm, I'm like a, a sort of lean fit looking guy on the outside, but I have, I'm really not that well in shape and I'm, I, I don't have endurance. And so I started running more regularly back in January or December and I just couldn't go that far. And so I said, I'm going to run one driveway more each day. And it was like tiny increments. And now it's April and I'm running pretty far each morning. And I just know which driveway I have to get past each time. And then like there's one street that has huge houses and the driveways are really far apart. And that was depressing. But once I got past that, right. it's okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. I um have I started out running, hating it. I love it now. Yeah. 
but at five years of running, I just didn't like it, but I forced myself to do it. And I would do a similar thing with blocks. Wow. That's see, that's what a, a proper runner would do is you go and block in increments. I, I couldn't even do that. There was something about 13 that I would count. Maybe it was 13 seconds on a block. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, again, I'd just be like, oh my God, I can't make this, but I only have 13 more seconds or 26 more seconds. Just whatever I could distract. You have to do it. it. Yeah. You have to rationalize it to yourself. That's yeah. You have to make weird bargains with your own brain. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the, um, Olympian runners that are listening to this podcast right now thinking how foolish we are. Yeah. Well, I have some words for them. Why aren't you running? Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they are, but why are you wearing headphones that slowed you down? Yeah. And can you go one more driveway? Doubt it. Jackie Joyner Kersey? 13 seconds. Can you watch the movie 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas in the time it takes to get a block distance, I wonder? Probably not. You think you're fast, but you can't do that. I challenge you to watch that movie. I challenge you to a watch off. Okay. Well, um, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. This was like nice conversation. Easy time. It was my pleasure. Good. We can do it again whenever you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually when the album comes out, how about that? That would be great. Am I going to be in the band when the album comes out? You already are. Oh, Great. Yeah, so you need to get on recording the album and producing okay. it and mixing it and mastering it. Okay, I can sneak out to my drum shed and track drums probably in a day. Wow. Um, okay, thanks a lot. Take care of your bad self. You too, and thank you, Joseph Elliott Plummer, for oh. having me. There we go. I spoke over it again. Perfect. <laughs> my watermark. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you.